yo, yo, what's up? It's time to get busy with your mama's favorite American, Maxi, Maxi, Max. Wearing them Maxinums. <laughs> yeah, we here on the Think Twice podcast. Give it, give it, a, 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 a. And um, it's your niece, hide your mothers, hide your sisters, hide your brothers, and your grandmamas. Because I'm in this podcast tonight. What up? Because we could talk about some gangster shit. That's some shit I can do. For real. Talk about gangsters. Look at where we came from. <laughs> and we, we still live. Where we came from, where we live at? Yeah. The neighborhood? The straight OG yeah. spot? Yeah, I seen this uh, post on Facebook where this lady looks just like Beyonce, but she ratchet as hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Rihanna. Wasn't Rihanna pretty ratchet back in the day? Yeah, but then it said when you when you go to 27th Avenue and Indian school, <laughs> you see ghetto as Beyonce. <laughs> Dude, that's the spot right there. 27th all the way up to like Bethany Home, even to Glendale. Then 19th yeah. Avenue from like Camel back to Bethany. Oh, that, that ghetto looks straight up. Straight yeah. up. And uh, dude, that you know that bus stop right there, 19th Camelback? 19th Camelback. I drove past it many times. Yeah, that bus stop right there on the southwest or where the dollar store is. Dude, oh. I have been I have smoked blunts with random people there like three different times. Not bro. gonna lie, but across the street from that, that liquor store. I got pulled over there by a cop. Eddie's? <laughs> yeah, I got pulled over by a cop. He's like, let me see your ID real quick. And I was just like, yeah, I'm just on my way to school. Like, what do you want from me? He's like, you know, we have people selling here and me and being dumb and young. I was like, fuck it, here, take my ID. Takes my ID. He's like, huh, your last name is Skeet? I'm like, <laughs> yes, my last name is Skeet. And this fool literally, he was like, hey, we need, a, we need another car <laughs> over here. I'm like, what the f- Seriously? So another cop car pulls up and he's just like, yo, look at her last name. <laughs> and they just fucking dying right there laughing at me. I'm like, look, I'm gonna be late to school. You fools are laughing about my last name. Did you get a ticket? Nah. Oh, uh, hell yeah, it was worth it then. They just made him laugh like uh, assholes. Have like you ever seen Gabriel Gillespie's fluffy only way to get out of a ticket is to make a cop laugh? Exactly, That's yeah. That's you pulled off right there. Probably making people laugh 24 fucking 7. That's the way Same to be. stupid shit. Hell yeah. Yeah, you uh, you and Terry on, man. Louis, oh my God. Louis Aquino kills me. Oh, I yeah. How, the stupid shit they say. Talking. Yeah, man. They be funny as hell. You ever ride that light rail? Uh, I used to a lot. I used to work downtown. Where'd you work at? I used to work at the Westin. The hotel? Yeah, she was banging. <laughs> I'll tell you that I met a lot of famous people through that place, like a lot. I've met Morgan Freeman and his weird glove. I've met Mike Epps and his funny ass jokes. I think he's one of the persons I kind of look up to as far as like being yourself. You know, as him being an actor and being funny and a comedian, he's the exact same person all around. Hi. So like, if, if I if I were to meet you right now and you've seen my movies. Have you seen how I act? That's exactly how he acts. That's how I feel about like Seth Rogen. He's got to be like the exact same guy right? all the time. <laughs> it's not like he's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
dude. Rogan's hilarious. I remember the first time I watched Pineapple Express. I was like, this is dope. I love this. I didn't even smoke weed at the time, but... Oh, I did at the time. That was probably one of the factors. You got me. <laughs> movie was great. It was yeah. the stupidest good movie ever. All right, where are you going to school right now? I go to Rio Salado, the community college. Rio Salado. Okay, so earlier you were telling me you went to school in the past, dropped out, and went back into school, right? Yes, sir. So what was the reason for, um, first off, why did you drop out? Honestly, I was really lazy and dumb. You know, I thought just getting a job and working, just kind of seeing how my family was in general, because I come from poverty. Not right to say it. I come from a low uh, income household. So like, you know, just seeing it, seeing how they do it, just kind of was just like, I'm gonna do culture. that too. Yeah, yeah, basically the culture. But as far as like, you know, growing out of that, I was like, I'm gonna say, I was old when I dropped out, I was like 18. But then when I saw like how- That was high school or college? High school. Dropped out of high school. I dropped out of high school, <laughs> yeah. Then when I went to work for the hotel, you know, I seen all these like college kids come in and work there. And I was just like, man, they going to school and going to work, you know? And I was just like, if they can do it, I can do it. And these people are fucking dumb. <laughs> you know, not to be rude or bash anybody, but some, some fools are just straight up dumb. Like, you know, I work with a lot of dumb people. And I'm just like, how are you in college? And I'm not like, I need to get my shit together. Like, that's so did you history. get your GED or your uh, I'm actually working on that now. Working on like, that now? Nice. Like it took years for me to get to that point, but like I said, I've just been lazy, you know. Then I, I'm a, I'm the type of that person that procrastinates and once it hits me in the ass, I'm like, oh shit. Like yeah. gotta once get you feel it the done. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are like that. <laughs> like we just procrastinate, 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 and then like once the deadline is there, once the pressure is there, it's kinda when we perform a little better. Yeah, I think that's just me though, like coming, uh, being an athlete and everything too, like. Oh I my like... gosh, Denise, speaking of that <laughs> shit, I remember in fucking sixth, sixth grade, you were throwing a football twice as fucking far <laughs> as anybody else. But, yeah. Dude, like, you had a cannon. I don't, I, you know, growing up on the reservation, being a native person, like I swear, like I, for me in general, like me, I was always challenged. You know, I was a middle child, so I got challenged a lot by my older brothers and sisters. And not only that, if I didn't do something right, I was made in front of. So I was made sure I did stuff right. So I would practice, practice, practice. And when I was in junior high, before I got to Montebello, I went to the school on the reservation called Wonder Rock Elementary School. And I was always with the dudes. That's just me. Like I'm always with the, I'm always with homies. And nothing but guys around me, just me and the guys. And we would play basketball, football every day. And I heard your last podcast when uh, you were talking about racing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was this guy named Shelton. He was the fastest runner in, like, in our school. Nice to compete against him. So, like, him being, like, the farthest thrower, I compete against him. Girl, like, I was just on that all the time. So that competition is healthy, right? It's yeah. Like, it's like, it makes you better. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about, like, anybody else but I like that like I like that pressure like the competitiveness like that's just me in general yeah and a lot of people they say like you know don't be so competitive or like you oh, know just yeah. just it's fine however you however you're doing you is fine which I agree to some extent you know like everyone's on a different level but you have to have somebody to compete with 
You know, when you have somebody to compete with, it just makes you a little bit better because you're trying to outwork them, they're trying to outwork you. And it's not like you want them to fail, you want both of you to grow, but you just want to be a little bit better, you know? You always, wanna, You want to show always. that you got, you got a little more. And if one number one person I fight with is myself. Yeah, absolutely. When I wake up in the morning, <laughs> yeah, when I look in the mirror in the morning, I, I, try, I try not to look that long because I'm like, what are you doing sometimes? You'll you start know? throwing some hands. Yeah, I'm just like, you know? <laughs> But to be honest with you, I've always had that competitiveness, like ever since I was a kid. Yeah. So now, like, I have competitiveness and like towards like males against me. You know, like I'm, I'm a full on. Like people would say when they look at me, I'm a lesbian, but overall, like I am bisexual. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, I'm very open about myself. I like me, but like guys are very intimidated by me. Hell yeah, because you're oh. a silly girl. <laughs> like, it's crazy. I don't understand. Like, you know, I, I, you know, the other this past weekend, speaking of, you know, I was hanging out with my, one of my girlfriends, like, not girlfriend, like, I call my girlfriend, like, as friends. I have a lot of those. Yeah, <laughs> I have yeah, a lot of friends, you know, I call girlfriends, but um, over the weekend, you know, before she went out to Mexico to Puerto Banesco for spring break, she invited me to. I was like, no, I don't want to get in trouble, you know. <laughs> she <got a> <laughs> huh? Because she got a man? Oh, no. Oh, okay. No, I don't want to get in trouble with other women. You know, it's Mexico. <laughs> I love my, my Latina women like that. I was like, I, I'm all over that. But before she left, she told me, she was, like, I was feeling down for a minute. Stuff I was going through. Sorry, Snapchat. That's okay. <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, like I was going through some things and um, it was between a male and me, you know, all that drama stuff. See, when you're bisexual, you got problems (laughs) on both sides. And then you got guy problems, you got girl problems, you got friend problems, you got all kinds of problems. But like my coworker said, I got taste of both of the oceans. <laughs> so my oceans never empty. <laughs> I can flow this way, I can flow that way, I can True. you know. You never gonna run dry. But sometimes that shit bites me in the ass. I'll tell you that for sure. I'll be running for a pregnancy test sometimes like oops <laughs> You know? Yeah. Get to get that plan B, you know, like it's not being a girl, it sucks, I'll tell you that for sure. But being a bisexual girl sucks even more. Cause like once you get that 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 I guess uh, stop. You had to be a mother, and then not continue being a lesbian afterwards for like nine months. It's hard. Well, I guess yeah, I guess that'd be strange. But I mean, yeah. why would you have to stop being a lesbian or not be a lesbian for nine months? Man, who who wants to be with a pregnant lesbian? Uh, I guess I, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even think about that. <laughs> you know, I crave pussy more than I carry crave dick. So you know, that'd be a problem <laughs> for me. <laughs> Straight up. So uh, would you ever uh, would you ever plan a child as far as you're concerned for right now? Um, no. No. I don't want kids. To be honest with you, I have a ginormous family. But if it happens, you know, I have yeah, options. But so. then, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I'm not gonna say more than that because I got people listening to. <laughs> you know, yeah. I wouldn't jump right into that. Um, but uh, yeah, like I. I Right now, no. Now, how long have you been living in AZ? Ooh, AZ, practically my whole life, but the past year and a half ago, I was in California. Year and a half ago. So, when you were living in AZ, uh, how long were you living in the reservation? On a reservation? Reservation, I lived from, shoot, man. Like I said, I came from poverty, so like, I was homeless when I was first young, when I was real young. Um, 
we moved out to Blackstock. We used to live in like homeless shelter for a bit. That shit was fun. I usually, yeah. I, I, as a kid, you know, you didn't, you didn't know. Yeah, you didn't worry about it. So um, when I was a kid, we used to go to this homeless shelter and eat. And I thought it was a buffet, you know. <laughs> I was like, we go to the buffet? Hell yeah. So like, you know, we'd wake up and like, I thought we were camping majority of the time. But, you know, my parents told us we were camping, but we were really sleeping in our car and camping out at lakes and stuff and black stuff. But um, yeah, growing up there, like it was between Wonder Rock, Black Stuff, and Phoenix until I was 12, I believe, like 12, is when I moved out here. And what's crazy is that Tarion does not know I remember him. The first day I came to Arizona, Tarion was one of the first people I met. He probably doesn't remember this, but he went to Longview Elementary School before he went to Montebello. I think he went in He between. went to Montebello first, then he moved, then he came back. Yeah, so the time that he moved, was the, time, was the time I met him. He used to go to um, Longview right there on uh, Indian School. That's where I first saw Terry on. Then the next year when I went to fifth grade, he went to Montebello. And I was like, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know because it's like annoying. Like, not annoying. It's fucking like, Terry on. You know Terry His voice. Right? Like, his voice is very unique. It's always been so unique. Like, even the way he laughs, like, he's like, <laughs> Like, you know, <laughs> oh, we have him on a podcast. He's gonna be on tomorrow, too. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah, he's gonna be on a podcast tomorrow, but yeah, like I had him and Vargas on. Yeah, I heard that one. Like, I was hilarious. laughing. Yeah, that's because you're yeah. hilarious. All right, so you uh, lived in a reservation to you about 12. After you left the reservation, moved out to Phoenix, went to Longview, went to Montebello. Uh, what, uh, what area did you grow up in in uh, Phoenix? I'm gonna say like the West Phoenix and the East Phoenix. Where are the cross streets like? Okay, so I lived. On 27th Avenue in Glen Rosa. Oh, okay, right, uh, just North Indian School. Yeah, so right there where a lot of stuff goes down. Yeah. <laughs> That's where my mom lived, and then my dad lived on the other side. You know, he lived on, thir- what she still lives at, 30th Street in Thomas. Okay. So I got the best of both worlds, like, nice. right there yeah, in Scottsdale, but yeah, and like right there in the ghetto, like. <laughs> now, when we were growing up, though, like, did you think to yourself, like, damn, this is the ghetto, like, we're, like, this is a hood? No, like I said, I was yeah. homeless for a very long time, you know, a lot of stuff that I grew up with eventually, like, moving out to Phoenix was a big thing, like, I thought that was, like, that's only what rich people do, you know, coming from the reservation, you know, you know, living in the city is luxury compared to, like, Living on a reservation, reservation open you know, ground, you know, open ground, no service, no running water, no electricity. You know, even though you live in a house, you may not even have electricity. You have fire. Yeah, like it, it's 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 really different. You know, um, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy too. Like we grew up in that area. We spent all the time skating and shit like that. But it was never like the ghetto to us. You know, like I was never yeah. afraid to be out there. Or nothing like that. No, like I said, like I grew. I that for me was like the suburbs. You yeah, know. <laughs> once we get older, we like start meeting more people and start seeing the rest of the like the town. We're like, damn, like my neighborhood was not that great. <laughs> you know? No, yeah, for that, for, for you saying that, like, right now, I still live in the same area, like, I see a lot of stuff that goes down. You still live in that same spot where me and Primo met up with you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you live root, so real I, close. So I live in, I live in my roots. The 23rd Avenue right now, Indian School, that's a fucked up corner. That's a fucked up corner. All the time, man, that place is always flooded and, like, that messed up roads, but, hey. It's home. It's home. Now, you moved out to Cali for a little bit, right? Oh, yeah, that was 
heaven. What, you, what made you want to move out to Cali? Uh, so my nephew was in the Marines. He was stationed out at Camp Pendleton, you know, so he was kind of feeling kind of homesick and lonely. I took the initiative to be like, hey, you know what? I'll pack my stuff and I'll go live with you for a minute. So he was like, all right, we're so excited about it. We're stoked about it. And it turned out like his, um, his leave from the Marines is coming up soon. So we didn't stay that very long out there. But we moved in Laguna Niguel, right between San Diego and LA. It's probably like, they call it the Mini Upbuilding Beverly Hills. So it's like really fancy. Probably like 10 minutes away from the beach. Nice. Oh man, the runs on the beach, just being at the beach was my thing. Cause I never really, the first time I experienced being at the beach, I was like 22, ever being at the ocean. And that was in Mexico. Nice. Um, but that was very eye-opening for me. Cause it's like, different. Yeah, they're very different. And that's like one of the only things I've been to other than Arizona. You know, I've been to Montana, Las Vegas, in California, that's it. New Mexico. Oh yeah, New Mexico. I don't really consider that. Oh, New Mexico. Yeah, no, I don't, like it's right there, the borderline. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I've never been to Albuquerque or like out further than that. Yeah, they ain't, honestly, there's not a whole lot New Mexico has to offer, but they got some pretty ch- uh, chill towns out there. Like I've been to Albuquerque oh, yeah. and Carlsbad, so it's cool. I like the people out there, good family people. Right, now one thing, uh, one thing that's definitely notable about you also is you're, uh, like you said earlier, bisexual. Tell us a little bit about what it's like. First off, um, coming out and letting people know that you're bisexual for the first time, and then kind of adapting to like everyone getting used to that idea. Okay, so obviously a lot of people knew I was a lesbian when I came out in high school, but my first time ever coming out, uh, yeah, I was in high school, you know. But in junior high was where it hit me hard. Like that's when I knew like I like girls. And I knew I like girls. I just didn't know what it was. Yeah. Like I said, I came from the reservation. Not not money not much of that is like explained to you what is gay, you know. Yeah. So me having these like weird feelings, my mom was just like, You're different. <laughs> but you still have to be with a man, basically, you know? So you know, I didn't know what a lesbian was. I legit had no idea. So one day we were driving down past downtown and the gay pride was going on. I was like, whoa, <laughs> she kissed her and he kissed him. Like, mom, what, what is that? <laughs> and my mom was like, put your head down. Don't look over there. <laughs> I'm like, you can do that? That's crazy. <laughs> you know, like, I, yeah. yeah, I thought I was against a lot so of you. So how old were you at that time? I guess when I moved to here, I was like 12, so. So you were about 12? Yeah, I was like 12. So I was just like, whoa. <laughs> See, that makes sense, because to me, I grew up in the city my whole life. So like, I'm exposed to just about everything, right? Yeah. On a reservation, there's so much less activity going on. Some of these things you don't, you're not really exposed to that you don't even imagine it, right? Yeah. And then once you're in the city, all of a sudden you're bombarded with like yeah. all these other like ideas and all these other yeah. like cultures. Till this day, I'm still doing it. Like, what? You could do that? You know? <laughs> you could put pineapple on pizza? Oh, yeah, hell right? no. No, yeah. Seriously. You know, a lot of, I was like, wait, I could sell this? Like, you know, or I could have this, you know? Crazy. Like, I'm just, whoa. They made this to make this better than that? Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, because you're on a reservation, you don't know nothing. But like I said, that was my first time ever, like, realizing, like, whoa. That's gay. <laughs> <laughs> you remember in grade school, we used to like always call stuff gay. But like, yo, that's gay. 
Yeah. And now, like, that's so gone, you know? But before it was, like, acceptable, it was fine. But now if you call something gay, it's, like, really offensive and people, like, don't want to hear that. <laughs> that's funny you say that. You know, a lot of people these days are really sensitive about, yeah, it's weird. about stuff. It's, and I don't get that. I honestly don't care. You know? We grew up like that. Like, uh, yeah. like I can't say the N-word, but growing up in school, like we would all call each other the N-word. And it was all no the, big yeah. deal. Like, at all. Yeah. And it wasn't meant like any a mean way at all. Yeah, I mean... It was no, like a homie. I think it had to do with a lot of stuff that happened between our history and, and then, you know, like... Yeah. The shootouts, like in a gay bar, all those, like, protests that go on, you know. There's a lot of stuff a lot of straight people don't know gay people go through on a, ba- on a daily basis, you know. Whether you're a gay man or a gay lesbian, you know, like for me, for an example, like when I when I was on a bus one time, I had a mohawk at the time. Hell yeah! <laughs> Flew on mohawk and I was with my girlfriend, and this dude came up to me and just started screaming at me. All these like gay like harassing. I'm just like, okay, guy, like you obviously have a problem with how I look, and that's okay, like. You know. But it's not okay for him to be screaming at. Yeah, you know, you know I, 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 I have a tolerance on that, but once you hit that, I'm done. Yeah, it's gotta piss you off a yeah. little bit, you know. Too bad so, you need to turn around and <laughs> stick him right in the <laughs> Yeah, but you know, I'm not really a fighter or a lover. That's good. <laughs> I'm a big old teddy bear. <laughs> but yeah, it, it got to a point where I actually was just like, I pushed him. I was like, look, get off the bus if you don't like me, or I'll get off the bus. What's funny is that that bus driver took a guy's point of view on life instead of like looking at me as a person and told me to get off the bus. And I was only like, what, 17 years old? Yeah. You know, me and my girlfriend are trying to get home before it gets dark, kick us off and, you know, let a drunk man on the bus. All right, cool. Let him start more problems for you. Yeah. But stuff like that does happen on a daily basis. And yeah. I think that's why a lot of people are a lot sensitive about that stuff. Yeah. And see, we, as a community, we gotta, <coughs> we gotta rise up against that kind of behavior, you know? Yeah. Like, that guy's in the wrong, you know, to, to go yeah. to someone who's not bothering you in any way and start screaming in their face just because you don't like something about them. That's not, that's not normal. That's yeah. not acceptable. We gotta, like, as a community, somebody else on that bus should have told that to yo, chill out. Yeah. The girl's like, she's 17, she's going home. Like, somebody, a yeah. dude on the bus should have told that man to chill out. But, yeah, but unfortunately, you can't do anything about it now. Yeah, like I said, it has to do with visual looking at somebody. Yeah. But back to the whole coming out thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I never really noticed gay people until that day. And um, my mom used to tell me all the time, if you're gay, I'm going to shove your head between your vagina and make you see what you have. <laughs> I understand that either. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, you know. Then when I got older, um, I dated a girl. I think you all know her name. Oh, junior man. high. I'm having I'm having memory no memory here. You know Shelby Arnold. Shelby, that's right. I forgot about Shelby. Yeah, I dated Shelby I don't know how long, but her mom found out by her mom and the principal. <laughs> the principal? That was the principal <laughs> that with this. Okay, so Who's principal? Sprout at the time? Dr. Sprout, Sprout yeah. yeah. So Shelby and I got caught kissing in the bathroom by the cafeteria nice. by, a, by, a, by one of those ladies who clean the cafeteria like a janitor lady I guess she told the teacher and the, the teacher told the Dr. Sprout Dr. Sprout called my mom telling me I'm kissing all the girls in the school <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh because I was like how many girls have I kissed in that bathroom 
Not enough, not uh, not enough memory to count. Oh no, not enough. <laughs> Damn, for real, is that many girls? You can snap yeah. At you? Damn, that's crazy. What grade are you in? Oh, uh, eighth grade, seventh grade. Yo, you know what? That reminds me. There was like a gay trend when we were in school, where every girl was coming out and saying she was bi. Like every girl was saying she was bi. <laughs> Even though they weren't, they were that just was like, fun, though, yeah, for yeah, for you. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, so Yo, it's a buffet. That's a real buffet. Woo, it's a real yeah. buffet right now. What's <laughs> <laughs> a buffet? This place. <laughs> yeah, oh, mama weird. don't find out. <laughs> yeah, that's Dr. Up, Sprout. Though. Yeah, Doctor Sprout calling mama. Okay, so hold on. Uh, so Shelby, uh, did you find out if Shelby's mom got mad at her too? Oh, definitely. Yeah? So we had one of those like grizzly party things. Her mom, okay, Miss Ochoa, okay, so Miss Ochoa told me I can go to the dance whenever I go, and then me and Shelby are macking it down on the <laughs> dance floor, and all you hear is, Shelby Arnold, and I turn around, I'm like, yeah. it's her mom, bro, and like, before she saw us kiss, I was standing there at Shelby's house. Damn. I was standing there at Shelby's house, I was hanging out with her, Sarah. And their friend Michaela all the time going over to her house. Like, my mom's like, go ahead, stay the night. You know, they didn't know shit until that day. I'm like, oh, <laughs> So you fucked up? I fucked up. I was like, sorry, Miss Arnold. I love her though. <laughs> you know, I love her though. Was that the Wait, last time you ever spent the night? <laughs> uh, no. Hell they invited yeah. me to the party. <laughs> Made it back. As long as she wasn't getting pregnant. I guess. Oh, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I don't think you have to worry about that, right? Nah, but like her mom was pissed. And then like Miss Ochoa called me back and was just like, I'm so sorry that happened. I didn't know her mom was coming. And I was just like, why are you so cool with it? I'm pretty sure Miss Ochoa is gay too. That's what I figured out. That's what I found out later on in the years. Like, Oh, she is? Yeah. Like, she talked to me a lot as, as, you know, growing up in junior high. I kind of figured that she thought like I was going to grow up and be gay. A lot of people grew out of it, but with me, she had we had this like some connection. Connection, you know, we were a lesbian tangling like with our antennas, like <laughs> <laughs> what is it called? Like, the gator was going off. <laughs> she took you under her wing and shit. Mm. That's cool of her. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she was a good teacher, as in what like she uh, she cared about the students a lot. For yeah, sure. she did, man. I know. What you do outside of work and uh, outside of making out with all the girls in the in the restroom? Oh man. What I do. Honestly, I stay home a lot. I spend a lot of time with family. That's kind of my, my big thing, you know. My family don't really know that, that I spend more time with them than I do, like, doing other things. But I like to be outdoors other than family. Like, I like to go hiking. I like to ride my bike. I like, you know, just kind of mingling. I'm, I'm a, uh, what do you call it? An, an introvert? Introvert, yeah, yeah introvert. So. You kind of just like to be alone, ride a bike, go for a run, or do some shit for a yeah. few hours and just think. Yeah, like, I yeah, gotta have that shit. thinking. I gotta have that, like, I don't mind sizing up the booty. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be up, like, what? what? I gotta do something. So. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm the same way. I have to do something. That's why I like to I like to go on, like, half hour to hour runs. I used to have a bike. I used to just bike, like, 20 miles just because it's... It's relaxing. Yeah, like me, I mean, I like to run too, but since like I've messed up my ankle both sides, it's been pretty tough to run again. Like I'm, I feel like I'm a little baby trying to like run down the street. Like the ankles are all weak. Yeah, 
you know, I've been stretching them out hiking and whatnot. You know, that's kind of why I hike a lot more now is because I can't run. You know, I love running. That's one of the things I love to do. Like, even though it's just like a mile and I'm like dying, I'm just like, oh, I feel like three more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, running's hard at first. It takes a while to build up the endurance. Yeah, that and it's a mental thing too. Like, yeah. you know, you gotta, you gotta fight with yourself. Like your body and your, your like, your breathing, you gotta control all of that. If you don't know how to control it, you're gonna you're gonna quit and be like, I can't do this anymore. But you gotta push it. It's a mental thing. Yep, yeah, that's one thing. Is uh, <coughs> running is a mental thing. All mental. The body's just there to do whatever the brain tells it. You know. Exactly. And with running, like the first two to three miles are hard on, oh, the, yeah. on the body. After you get past like mile three, and then the body just gets into like the flow. Yeah. Flow state and just goes. Yeah. That's funny you say that because uh, one day I went to the gym with Abraham and every day, I think for a whole week, I wanted to run. And he's like, you want to run? I was like, yeah. My first week I started out doing a mile in like 30 minutes. It took me a long time to like catch up. And then like I started doing three miles and he's like, oh, I can't do this anymore. He's like, I can't run with you. <laughs> Hell <laughs> yeah. Skinny ass lady. He's like, I can't keep up with you. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> I was like, sorry, you're a lot shorter than I am, so. But you guys be running on the treadmill? Or yeah, you guys treadmill. Yeah. Yeah, treadmill is cool if, like, uh, you I don't like have a whole lot of time, but outdoors, yeah, so much more fun outdoors, you know? Plus, I like to run around the neighborhood because we live in a pretty, you know, yeah. not the best area. It's like, I like to. Find things too. Yeah, like, watch oh, the shit, people look, out there. There's a fucking screwdriver. I can use that for my bike. <laughs> <laughs> is that a needle? <laughs> Whoa, watch out for that. <laughs> and uh, what tribe you out of? Oh, I'm mixed, boy. Mixed? I'm mixed, but Part Navajo, right? Yeah, part Navajo. Like, I have a lot in me. Really? I have French. I'm part African-American, Mexican, like, all mixed. But overall, I'm like, to combine it in one, I'm Navajo, basically, you know. I traditionally am Navajo. What are some of the larger tribes in Arizona? Because I've met a lot of Navajos, but, and I think, uh, is it Yakis? I don't know. Oh, because... See, I know nothing but, like, Apaches, Pimas, Sacagaweas, Willapais, you know. Never met a Sacagawea, Willapais, but I know Aisha, she's a native also. She's She's Navajo, I think. Or, yeah, uh, Navajo, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, And, uh, dude, Navajo people are some of the nicest people I've ever met. (laughs) Yeah, they can be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess they, <laughs> they can, can be. be. Yeah. You meet the right ones. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you meet the right ones. Like, you know, meet the ones that like are willing to be open. You know, a lot of them are like close-minded. They will look at you and it'll be like, really gonna like walk away. Yeah. Automatically, just because you're skin color. Yeah. Like, and then there's white people like that too. There's black people like that too. So you always have those. those yeah, which sucks about me is I have all of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have the look for being gay, the <laughs> the side eye for straight people. Be like, what? You're 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 bisexual? <laughs> then I got the native look, and then like it goes on. So that right there does not bother me. You know, I'm used to a lot of people would or friends or people will come up to be like, oh my god, I can't believe that person just said that to me, and I'm just like. Live with it. It's okay, yeah. you know, you're okay. If you yeah. worry about it, it makes it worse. But if yeah. you just hear it and let it bounce off and keep on doing what you're doing, you're straight. Yeah, all day. All right, so what do you want to do long term? Me and you, we're from, well, not from the same neighborhood because you moved out in about 12, but we hit our middle age and our high school yeah. uh, years in the same neighborhood. So we have similar culture inside of us. 
Uh, what do you want to do 10, 20, 30 years from now? Um, I've always wanted to own a ranch since I was a kid. I'm not, not many people know that. That's cool. Um, yeah, like, um, growing up, I did, I was sent off to my grandma majority of the time. Only me. <laughs> I don't know why. I was the only one that we sent there. Um, she used to always make me herd sheep and, like, cattle and, like, branding and stuff like that. Harvesting, you know, I've seen it all. And you liked it? I loved it, like, and just being outdoors, you know. And being an adult now, in the past two, three years, I've been going back home during the summers and just riding and helping with the cattle, too, you know. This month, I'm going up to Colorado because my, um, my stepdad right now, he owns a ranch. And he's, uh... He's Pima. No, he's a U. He's a U Indian from Colorado. And um, he's like the rat, like the, what do you call it? The ranger out there. Uh-huh. So he takes care of all the Utes cows. He brands them all and like, takes care of them. So he needs help. And they got me a horse on this shoot up there. You got you a horse? <laughs> yeah, my mom, yeah, my mom got me a horse. It's crazy though, because you know, like, I've never owned. <clears throat> my own horse like that like it's mine so now like I'm 25 and I've always wanted one you have a fucking horse yeah what time is that <laughs> yeah <clears throat> yeah but that's what I always wanted to do on a ranch and still because it's like a, it's so much different than city life it's a little more slow paced a lot more relaxing you know city life is always on the go like always yeah. fast paced and if you don't like a little ranch or a little like farm or something so much slower pace, a lot more chill. Yeah, and uh, speaking of that, you know, I, I I noticed that I've gotten used to that city life, that fast life, because I went camping last year, and it was just so quiet, and I got scared. I was just like, why is it so quiet? You know, <laughs> and it's been it's been a minute since I've actually been in like, actual quiet, nothing, no noise, just myself breathing. Whoa, you know. It's freaky, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, it gives you, like, so much more energy to think. And we don't, like, at least me, myself, I don't take enough time to kind of just, like, sit in silence and just think. Yeah, like, meditate? Yeah, yeah, meditate. And people in the past, like, 100 years ago, like, that, they had all this time to meditate, all this time to imagine. And now I'm so caught up in, like, all right, what's next? What's next? Shit, I'm running late. What's next? Yeah. I got to get to gym. What's next? Yeah. yeah, I don't get that time to like reset my brain. Yep, I'm the exact same way. Like I said, it's all that anxiety that builds up. I think a lot of city life gives you anxiety. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, you gotta, like me, when I was younger, I always had anxiety catching the bus, <laughs> especially to school. <laughs> tell me why I used to always meet up Sergio at his bus stop. He'd be like, why are you guys over here? We don't want to be on the bus that's full and get kicked <laughs> off. Yeah. You know, because it was all hammered together. So. Like we're we're coming to your bus stop tomorrow, Sergio. See you tomorrow, buddy. <laughs> six thirty. He was at the bus stop. Six thirty in the morning. Okay, six thirty. Yeah, and school didn't start till like seven forty-five or eight o'clock. And you live pretty close too. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess if you miss it, and then you're fucked. You are. The city bus is a pain in the ass, man. You never know when that motherfucker's gonna show up. <laughs> you waiting like, oh, it's, it says be here five minutes. An hour later, yeah. like, oh shoot, I better call my boss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you gotta take it to work, yeah. 
And I remember, man, like, you check, you're like, okay, hell yeah, I'm gonna catch the last bus of the night. Like, I'm on time. You're like 10 minutes before it's supposed to show up. That bitch never shows up. Then all of a sudden, you gotta walk them six miles. I've done that a lot. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie, I've done that drunk. Oh, no. <laughs> so, it was when I was, I just turned 21. And I was going to this front breakup, and I was like, screw it. I'm gonna go drink and I don't for me I'm not the type to go out drinking and stuff like that unless I'm gonna have somebody with me but that particular night I was like screw it I went to law sleep like a hipster that I am drank some IPAs you know these are heavy too oh yeah them loggers too so you know I'm over there drinking them I got pretty drunk and I said that the light round caught thought I caught the last bus but I was sitting there I was just this mess ain't coming. <laughs> <That> <laughs> and I was, was on Central. I was on Central and I lived on 30th Street. I'm just like, uh, guess I can walk my drunk ass home. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't want to catch, like, I could have caught a cab when my phone died. But I was just like, whatever. I'm walking down the street. I get to, like, you know where the St. Joseph's Hospital is at yeah. by the 51? Yeah. I get right there, jumped in somebody's cab. I was like, yo, take me home. I'll pay you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't make it home. I got to use the bathroom, bro. That's I just funny. jumped in somebody's cab. Just stole a cab. <laughs> this guy's like, are you Richard? I'm like, yes, I am. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> got to do what you got to do. Poor, poor Richard, though. That poor bastard got stuck yeah. at the like, hospital. He actually got called. He's like, hey, um, you said you were here. I don't see you. He's like, oh, um, I had somebody jump on my car. <laughs> I'm gonna drop them off real quick. I'll be right there. Give me two minutes. That's Down the street. Bitch was all the way across town. <laughs> <laughs> all right. One thing that you want to end the podcast on. What's something you want to share? Something that's on your mind? I just want to share, like, you know, don't be too stuck in life stress, like bills and stuff like that. Always remember, you know, as a kid, to make stuff like a blessful day. Like, always think happy. Be grateful. Be grateful for what you have, you know? Even if it's just the littlest thing, you know, look at your kids, look at your family, look at your friends, and just appreciate everything that you have. Because, you know, one day it could be gone. <laughs> and I say that because, you know, a lot of stuff that I've been through, just blessed to have all of you guys. Same. Well, I'm gonna need to have you and Sergio on together. That'll be a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, don't even be done. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, thanks for listening. Think twice. Showtime. Out. Out.